0: Well, hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf Podcast. Wherever you are around Australia or around the world, we really do appreciate the time that you take out of your day, your week, your month to listen to all of our episodes and there are plenty of them out there to listen to. This week is a very special episode. Of course, it's the Ryder Cup week, probably one of the most significant golfing events in the year i definitely think it is it's one of my favorite comes around every uh, couple of years it's in europe it's a marco simone i have got scott he's back on board back from holidays we both had a break recently one of us came back sick still is sick one of us came back fresh golden being in the sun you can work out who the sick one is and who the really healthy one is let's bring him in scott's back right a cup week let's go Carter, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast, uh, looking refreshed, looking sun-kissed, looking like you've been swimming around on the reefs of uh, the seventh wonder of the world. How are you? You well? I'm great. Thanks, Roscoe. It's good to be back, mate. I've, uh, it's, I'm refreshed,
1: ready to go, got a great suntan, and uh, yeah, had a great time up at the Great Barrier Reef um, with the fam and um, played a bit of golf, but yeah. Yeah. I'm good, mate. I'm, uh, as I said, excited to be back and uh, back in the chair. I missed
0: it. Uh, very good. I'm glad to hear that you missed it because uh, it means that you 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 love it and uh, and we love that you love it and we love that anyone that's listening loves their golf. Um, thanks for listening to all the people who have listened so far to the Gary Lisbon episode. Um, it was great to see Gary the other week, pick up a couple of books. We're going to do – a great giveaway with one of those books that Gary signed uh, in the coming weeks. So we'll get past this Ryder Cup. We'll get past the other giveaway that we're about to um, bring to our head uh, tonight and next episode. We'll talk about that in a second. So there's lots going on for us. We're having fun, you know, just trying to keep things a little bit different and, you know, share the love, um, you know. When, when you go around to pick yeah. up your book, I went around to pick my book up from Gary and he says, Ross, I, I want to give you uh, a couple of books to you know, really thank you for the support of doing this, which it was so easy to do an interview with Gary Lisbon, you know, one of the greatest golf photographers in, in the Australia, if not the world. Um, and he gives us a couple of books to give away, signs them up, and uh, so it was a really cool experience uh, catching up with Gary. Um, oh, that's good, mate. There's been a bit of golf happening. I was very enthralled with the Solheim Cup last week. Yeah. I said uh, last week to the guys that joined me, and thanks to PK and Pultz for helping keep the M-Log ship uh, on the straight and narrow. Doing another stellar job there, boys. Aren't well they, done. Aren't they great fellas? Like, uh, yeah, they're great fellas. Fun. They get absolutely zero notice, well, at least at least a couple of hours notice going, oh, um, I've got to produce this podcast tonight. We can't miss uh, another week because we missed the week before because I couldn't talk. I, I can talk now, but I couldn't talk the week before. Um, and they step up, they jump in, Piltz brings his you know, world-famous questionnaires, Yep. Um, and we go through a bit of that, so uh, I think there's I think there's more room for those two uh, two fellas to help out, and PK might uh, might be the man for Teeps the next year. So uh, he's yep. he loves being involved in in these. Uh, Things that keep groups of golfers together. So it's great to have someone in Sydney, um, not just Melbourne. You know, like we get a lot of listeners yep. in Melbourne, but uh, you know, to get a little few more in New South Wales, my home state, by the way. If you're listening in, I am a New South Welshman by birth, so you know you've got mm. to support the New South Welshman. But uh, to those-
1: say Roscoe. La-
0: last week it didn't sound like
1: that, mate. You were slagging on the uh, the New South Wales, the Sydney people a little uh, bit. I'm actually from Sydney myself. Don't know if you knew that, but, um, but well, yeah, I didn't. You you weren't too kind to your home state there, Roscoe.
0: Um, yeah, if there's one thing from the, I'm notorious for, it's flop chipping, three-putting. Pu- three you know, <laughs> flop chipping, you can back me in for that. Three-putting, you can back me in for that. And flip-flopping, you know, and, you know, I just was, was, suited the narrative at the time, you know, but anyway. No, I do, no, I, no. I, I understand it, mate. I actually, mate, I'll go on record here. I, I prefer
1: Melbourne over Sydney um, now, so uh, I can understand the flip-flopping.
0: Um, um, who do we yeah. is NRL Grand Finals are obviously a big week for sport. Uh, two mm-hmm. finals this week. Before we get into the Solheim Cup review and the Ryder Cup, excuse me. Um, yep. Yeah, being a New South Welshman, two former New South Welshmans. Um, who do you go for in the rugby league?
1: I go for Manly. Manly. Very proud Manly supporter, mate. Very disappointing this year, missing out on the finals, but um but no feeling good about next year with uh Brooks coming on coming into the squad and uh and filling that out. So no, that'll be good. Um I'll tell you what, mate, I don't I don't like the
0: Penny Pamphers in there again, fourth grand final in a row. It's um getting a bit boring, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm mainly—I f- grew up a Manly fan as well, being Marona yeah. White and being the same colours as Heart of Midlothian. That my, was the reason I liked it. Mate. My Edinburgh soccer team—when my dad had to pick a soccer team when he immigrated and worked in the vineyards, uh, you know, he was surrounded by New South Welshmen. Yeah. And being in the wineries, he was either the winemakers were all Victorians or South Australian. <laughs> the New South Welshmen were rugby league players, I so said, we don't care that you immigrated here to play soccer. We hate that game. Um, we like rugby league, so you got to have a team. He's going. Oh, I don't know anything about rugby league. I know rugby union, but don't know about rugby league. So uh, Marona and White—that's my Edinburgh soccer club team. Heart of Midlothian. then I'll pick the Marona and White club. Manly Warringah, beautiful. Um, Footy—you got to—you ha- got to have a footy team, mate. If you're going to get on with the Victorians and the South Australians, oh, I, don't yeah. know, I definitely don't know anything about footy. I know about rugby. My favourite rugby team is Scotland. They play in navy blue. I'll go with oh. the navy. I'll go with the navy blue team. So there you go. That's how it came about. Um, where abouts in Good Sydney? way to choose a footy team. Uh, pretty simple. Um, Whereabouts in Sydney are you from?
1: I uh, grew up in Hornsby, first part oh. of the the little chapter, yeah, and yeah. then chapter one, and then chapter two was Castle Hill, and, oh, yeah. uh, out in the hills.
0: Nice. Yeah. Hornsby, I remember Hornsby, Hornsby, Atarman, Barara, yeah. where the freeway came Ascloth. out. Asquith. Yeah. Asquith Golf Nankala. Club. Yeah,
1: Asquith Golf Club is where I played my junior golf. Did you?
0: Yep. Are you friends, did you, uh, were you ever play or hang around the great Wendy Doolan?
1: Do you know, I heard you mention Wendy there the other week when I wasn't on, and, uh, yeah, so Wendy was at the club um, when when I was there, when I was first joining, but her brother, Don,
0: Donald I think, Donald uh, Don, no, Don, it's not just Don McDoolin, Don Doolin. You know what, it, this is unbelievable. You know Don Don Doolin. I wouldn't say that I know him, but, like, the we, Doolins were obviously well-known there when I was 12, 13 joining, yeah. So when we used to go to... We're off track. You know, there's one thing that you Way can. Yeah, you one thing that you can black in. I'll flip flop, flubber chip, and 3 putt and go a little bit off track before we get back on track. Um, yep. We've gone down reminiscing, but people like to hear us reminiscing. Yeah, they like to hear the backstories. Yeah. Um, when we used to go to golf camp it, um, every summer, a group of, you know, 15. Country kids from Cessnock get piled onto a minibus, driven down the highway that comes out at Hornsby there, um, yep. turn left and then turn left up Monvar Road, go down to Narrabeen Sport and Rec Camp, now the New South Wales Institute of Sport. Yep, um, It wasn't anything elite. It was just like a summer golf camp that we all got sent to and all the country kids could go to. Well, uh, the Doolans were always there. And um, Donald McDonald Doolan, that's where we met Donald <laughs> McDonald Doolan. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Who was the younger brother of Wendy who obviously – uh, did Wendy win a major? Did Wendy win the Women's Open? Uh, well, oh, she, if she won a major. LPGA, um, yeah, LET yep. player of many, of high regard for many years. Uh, Wendy Doolan, you know, back in the the Lund sister era, yeah, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. You know that was her. But Donald Don Doolan was a he was a bit he was a cracker. He was a good fella. Um, white hair, white blonde hair. Donald, Donald Doolan. Yeah. There you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> we digress. <That's> <laughs> we digress. Sorry, I'm going to hit the cough button you still got that cough going, mate. Oh, <laughs> it's like my old mate now. It's like my old mate. Uh, anyway, Solheim Cup, it delivered. Yes. Do, do you think it – or I think it delivered. Do you think it delivered? Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I think that Sunday delivered in spades. Um, yeah, that was that was super exciting. I mean, I, I saw a little bit of it um, live, but I caught most of it uh, in the, the next day in the kind of catch-ups and, um, and the highlights, but – uh, yeah, I mean the 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 uh, back and forth um, on the Sunday there on the back nine with the different matches that were kind of flipping around the comebacks, um, you know, some of the stars that really shone out. Like it was, yeah, it was a it looked like a great Sunday
0: to uh, to watch. It it was sensational, and you know to to see. Uh Team Europe claw back from being full blot after the first session. You know that's not a great way to start your campaign. Starting with a, you know, it's like starting the your eighteen holes with two double bogeys, um, or two wipes. Uh, to to pull it back and then you know rock into the last day, pretty much all squared up. But that that last day just proved, I think, what we all love about you know head to head team match play golf. Yeah. um, the four balls and the foursomes, you know, you get to see the pairings and you get to see the teammates, you know, amping each other up and we love that. But then, yeah. then when it comes down to the singles, when it's all in the line, it's it's sensational. And it was one of those ding-dong classic sort of rundowns of some great pairings, some interesting pairings. But, yeah. you know, notwithstanding, it ebbed and flowed. You know, the, the, the leaderboard was – very blue, uh, early doors. Um, yep, Leona Maguire, who was probably one of the standout players of yeah, the tournament. Yeah, totally. uh, You know, got the team off to that great four and three win. She was done early doors. They played pretty quick. Done against Rose
1: too. Yeah, like and, and yeah, I mean Rose, I, I guess was you know maybe like just an okay um, rating for the for the event, but uh, she buried her, didn't she?
0: Four and yeah. three. Yeah. Um, so it went blue. And then it started to get a little bit sort of neutral, and then it started to go a bit red, and then yeah. it had that sort of crazy hour where everyone's thinking America's got this, and then all of a sudden the the coverage would flip back to, you know, um, Carolyn Headwall, unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. from that young lady. I'll talk about more about Carolyn Headwall, but then she started to get gets a, gets a little bit of ascendancy in her match. Oh, she pulls her match out of the clutches of defeat turns it around then definitely gets some ascendancy and she's like firing on all cylinders and that was the catalyst you know like it was like come on it was like she said was just saying to the team we we have to retain this and Maya Stark you know her two and one win over Corpus um it sort of went a little bit under the radar it didn't sort of get the as much coverage it was all sort of done on the um 17th and it it was yep. a fairly generous sort of concession and and then it just came down to, you know, the star of the final day, Carlotta Saganda. Um and you know, it was sort of like uh, written it was written that it had to finish that way. But
1: It was, wasn't it? What a shot into was it seventeen? Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, incredible shot under pressure, um, you know, out on the moment, home uh, home co- home course. It was yeah, big big time shot, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, the king. Kings in the crowd, you know, you, you, yeah, she, the king. I don't know if she knew the King was there and I'm pretty sure she would have because, you know, you would have been able to see the security detail pretty much cordoning off the King. Um, yep. And, and she's off the back of, I think it was the 15th or 6th, 15th, you yeah, know, she had a shank. Like she, she had a shank, a shank on one of those, you know, incoming holes. I think maybe the... Fifteenth, where she where it wasn't a great hole for her. Um, oh. I can't I can't remember, but <laughs> to come up and then just to rip that to, you know, two foot two feet, and um, you know close it out as, you know, a lot of the European sided people want to say for the win. It wasn't for the it was to no, square it up. Yeah, it was four in it it for all. The it retain. wasn't a win, but it's a re- it's a retention, and yep. that's what this format, as is the Ryder Cup, it's built around winning or retaining, mm. and Clearly, in the minds and the eyes of, and hearts of uh, everyone supporting Europe and, of course, the European team, a retention was as good as a, a win and celebrated like a win. And um, and, and that's well, what... That's fair fair what, enough, too, mate. I mean, the goal is to
1: keep the Solheim Cup in their possession. Like, the, the goal yeah. is to... To to you know, keep that in the possession that they achieved it. So um, whether that through a draw or, or or an outright victory, they achieved their goal. So good on them for celebrating hard. I know there's a little bit of chatter about it around on socials. I saw, but um, no, I'm all for the big celebration on in in that. That's the setup, as you say, and they they just played to the rules and and made it happen.
0: They they got it done. It could have been should have been a little bit easier with the ascendancy that that Europe had in earlier parts of that middle sort of section of the match you know georgia hall was up she didn't look happy in that flo- yeah. clo- closing stages you know she missed a, a fairly straightforward putt to um halve a hole and then ended up with the halve match not great uh Gemma, yep. Gemma driver sort of flumb- fumbled in after being up over Cheyenne knight and uh you yeah know, no discredit to shayenne knight she played those last couple of holes nails and um you know mm got the got the half out of what looked like should have been a, a win and, yeah. um, you know, wrapping it up. Uh, Lily Vu, Lilia Vu was, was dominant, you know, beating Madeline Sagstrom. She was, I can't, I don't remember. I haven't got the records of the individuals here, but, you know. I think
1: well, she... yeah, L- Lilya Lilia went 1-3-0, so she, she actually lost three. So she she played four times and only got one, but it was one that counted on, yep. on Sunday in the singles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Megan Kang and Shea and Knight and um, Seganda were the ones that didn't lose a match. Yeah. They all played their fair share, but um, they were definitely the standouts.
0: Um, and Lexi, you know,
1: yeah, mate, Lexi, how good was Lexi? And what about that chip? Yeah, was it Friday or Saturday that chip, Roscoe? I I, I just kind of caught the, you know, the the uh, the social chatter about it, but yeah, so she flubbed a chip. A um, bit like Roscoe, and got asked a question about it, and her, her response was pretty fierce, wasn't it? Like it was a bit like it was a bit out of out of the ordinary, or or, or just a bit kind of narky, wasn't it?
0: Yes, I, but I tend to agree. It was a pretty pretty ordinary question. Like, you reckon? Ah. Uh... I don't know. I, mean, I could I could, I could I don't know. maybe you could have asked it a different way. I, I, do you have the question handy? Like I, I it was what was the ten ten tenant of the question? It was like you know did that...
1: I think it was it, it basically said hey um you know that chip on whatever hole it was uh what we what we kind of yeah, think and like... what actually happened and you know talk us through that chip. Uh, I mean yeah sure maybe you could have just said hey tell us more about the chip what went wrong. Mm. Um but her response was pretty narky. Like, she's got to be able to respond to a question like that in a more composed way. She's been around long enough. Um, she's got a bit of a history of not not being, you know, the friendliest and maybe the golf media hasn't been super friendly to her,
0: but um, I don't know, goes Cap- both ways. Like Captain Stacy, you know, had her back because she was hurt to mumble, you know, what a dumb question afterwards. Um, uh, I think she did back over it and and sort of cover it off and semi sort of answer it there, but... People say it was a shank. Which she, she should have just done. Yeah, she's been around so long and, I guess. And, and been in front
1: of so many, um, but so many me, journalists before. She, she could have been able to just answer that question, how she finished the answer straight up.
0: Yeah. She could have said, guys, come on, give me a better question. I flubbed the chip. Big deal. You never flubbed the chip before? Yeah, okay, it's a pretty important one to flub, but I flubbed it. So what? Move on. Yeah. Um, she flubbed it. Own it. Yeah. But it was sitting down. It. it was sitting Move down. On. Anyway, it was sitting down yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um. But uh, yeah, Lexi uh, got a done there to get. The, um, excuse me, to get the, the great uh, tournament from her, mate. She had three three wins
1: and and one loss. Um, yeah, great tournament it, and for we, Lexi, we,
0: a lot of people writing her off. Like what? Yeah, you know, like she's twenty eight. Like she, we, we talk about Lexi, like she's a veteran because because she's been around for so long. But Where, uh, when,
1: when did she when did she turned pro, she played oh, was it, no, it was Michelle Wee that played at the US Open or something at fourteen, not a US Open, or maybe a. a Uh, match play or something, but, um, uh, yeah, she's been around a long time, 16 or or something. She played, started playing professional golf. So
0: she kind of is a veteran even at 28. Okay. Um, we'll move on from the Solheim Cup. It was, it was a great, well, we won't move on because it it wasn't all great, you know, from a, from sitting at home watching it, wasn't enough cameras, wasn't Mm. enough holes covered, um, from what I hear from on the ground from a couple of journals that I've listened to, it wasn't a great course to, you know, get around. Um, it wasn't a very good spectator-friendly course, you know. Like you can yep. see it once they started putting the drone footage up. wasn't great drone footage. You know, I set my resume in. If they want better drone footage in Spain, I'm happy to go and fly a drone because I could do ten times the job flying my drone. They're probably using the same drone, exactly the That's same they, setup. Fly on the other side of the road don't, over there, don't they, you got that covered, yeah. um, and they just kept focusing on the bloody clubhouse. Um, so it wasn't great footage, but when they did show the drone, you know, you could see that it's on the side of a hill. You could see the holes from when you're watching the play. That was on the side of the hill. These, you know, reminded me of Mornington. You know, oh. got to, you got it. You've got to hit it up to the right hand side of the top of the hill, so it finishes in the first cut of rough on the bottom side of the left hand side of the hill. Right. You know, it yeah. the, heaps of those side slopes. So it it probably wasn't a Super spectator friendly uh, course to get around. Um, it looked all right, sort of just hole wise, you know, hole by hole. Um, yeah. So there's a few things like that, but the coverage was not not great, and it's been widely panned in across a number of sort of sections there. But you know, yeah. it, it was at, it was in Spain. I believe it was all wrapped up as part of a part of a deal with the whole, you know, race to Costa del Sol and all of that sort of stuff. That um, you know they would end up with a. a a um, Solheim Cup down there, and um, so be it. But as an event, as a team player, as watching team golf, it was pretty good, and we saw some of those, um, you know, women play some fantastic shots, get pumped up, and uh, I loved it. I love watching all of those golfers play. Yeah. Okay.
1: Right. cup, Roscoe. Before we oh.
0: move on from there, who, so so we talked about a couple of
1: the standouts. <laughs> one one other that we haven't mentioned yet is Lynn Grant. She had three. <laughs> Three, uh, three wins. I think she had, did. She have one loss. No, two losses. She played all five, all five matches. So, but she had three 2 zero, um, uh, result there. So, uh, lost in the singles and the foursomes. But she was a standout in terms of number of points she gained. Um, gee, Celine yeah. a was disappointing, wasn't she? Yeah, she um, she missed three losses, no points. Yep. and yep. same with Lilia Vu. I mean, as we we said. Through losses, she got one point. But um, yeah, and Ali Ewing was the other one that um, only came away with with one point. But Rose Rosang only won half a point.
0: Uh, the that standout win for me, and I remember watching Caroline Headwall at mm. um, Glen Eagles, and I didn't know much about it at the time. But you know, I had to follow because we were at sort of there with that group, and she was just gritty feisty she looked like she just wanted to win and take her playing partner down i can't remember if she won a match i should have looked it up but she just had this look about i'm no one's gonna no one's getting past me today and when it kept flicking back to that match and she was down i you know i know it sounds like it's easy for me to say but i think i'm th- sitting there thinking like where's the carolyn headwall that you know was that come at me sort of mentality that I saw in in Glen Eagles and all of a sudden she made that birdie and resurrected it and and then she came alive it was great it was just great you know like the shots that she played in 18th hole like to close it out driver walks up with a fairway wood gets set backs off it and then goes up and hits this toey draw to the middle of the green on a par five Uh, Ewing just Knocks it in the bunker, knocks it through, you know flubs it back and just picks it up and says, That's it, we're done. Pretty much, other than Seganda's shot on seventeen, I think that's what won, you know, saved the right, yeah. uh, saved the Solheim Cup in, in the European team's hands. Um yeah. that was great. It's, and she she nearly amazing. got left out. She nearly got left out. She, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she was a captain's pick, wasn't she? Yeah. But yeah, she's it's good watching players that uh, that just have that in them, have that fight in them, mm-hmm. you know, that fight back, like seeing some some, some Just have it, don't they? Like, it's just part of their natural makeup. Um, it sounds like she does, but um, but yeah, it just this team golf just brings the best out of people, out of those people, um, in those situations, doesn't it? It's great viewing, great to watch.
0: Suzanne Pedersen, what do you, what what do you, what did you think of the uh, of Suzanne Pedersen as a, as a captain?
1: Uh, um, I, I saw there was a little bit about her kind of disregarding a lot of the data um, this week and she just going with a gut feeling and just going on instinct. Um so I, I love that in in a in a captain, in a leader in that team golf environment. So um, you know, I've been reading that Luke Donald is being driven a lot by the stats this week for the Ryder Cup. So we'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It's obviously a ton of merit in both. But um but yeah, no good to see a um, leading those girls, just going with the gut and and sticking to to you know her instinct, what she believed in.
0: Uh, I thought I think I think she's she's done a great job of galvanising that team. You know she's pretty, you know, yeah. like she's Norwegian. You know, like the Scandinavians are just pretty straight up and down. You know what you see, what they give you is what you get. Yeah. Don't don't mess around with me, and I, and I like that. Yeah, I didn't see or hear too much from uh, Stacey Lewis. Yeah, yes. no, I, I liked uh, Captain Pedersen. I liked the whole jumping in the pool. Um, yeah. All of that sort of thing. Anyway. Okay. Anything else on the Solheim? No.
1: No, I think the girls moved to, where are they going <laughs> now? Arkansas Um for this week in the LPGA. So there's quite a few of them that are, that are uh, making the trip back across and, and getting straight back into it this week.
0: Good on them for backing up. Yeah. You love it. You love, you love to send them back up. You couldn't blame them for having a week off, like, you know, some of them that have, you know, played and, you know, had a couple of – um you know, sponsors' beverages on on Sunday night. You Can't know, imagine to yeah. to up and head uh, back um, west again. You know, it's probably the worst way to travel with jet lag and all that sort of stuff. But you know, yep. that's why they get paid the big bucks, eh? I don't think they'll be in a, a chartered plane like the US team,
1: the US men's team were, though.
0: Oh, so, oh well. Yeah. See,
1: what, one of, one of, was it one of the European players? No, one of the uh, American players didn't have the didn't have the sticks until like Wednesday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she had a putter because it travels with her in a shotgun case, That's a pink right. shotgun yeah. case. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, you know, the pictures of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, uh, you know, jumping on uh, the charter jet um, have been widely reported. I'm not sure if Brooks was there. You know, Brooks had no. his uh, Live Golf Chicago, uh, Chicago yeah. fulfillments to, to um, fulfill. Uh, Mm. live golf won by Bryson didn't watch uh, a minute of it didn't see it I was too busy watching the uh, Solheim Uh, didn't dedicate any time to that but Bryson has won Uh, of course with Bryson again having another great week on the golf course beating some great players playing pretty well Uh, the media want to throw up hey should have Bryson been in this team and you know Reportedly, Bryson saying, "Well, it would have been nice to at least have a conversation to say why and why not. You know, someone to have the courtesy of of calling, but uh, not to be. But yeah, you know, Bryson's not there. But he won Live Golf. Um, the uh, I didn't I didn't follow so much more of the the results. You know, Leash played pretty well. Um, Ripper he G lost by one. Yeah, Ripper GC finished sort of fourth or fifth. Yeah." Um, but uh, I can't honestly say too much more because I didn't I didn't follow other than seeing um, the crushes and uh, Bryson. Yeah, uh, taking... I didn't see
1: any of it, mate. I mean, I only learnt that Bryson won today, to be honest. Um, bit going on, but uh, and I'm just learning now live that late Leash came second, <laughs> so all over it. Um, but yep. I did see I did see <coughs> Bryson's answer to that question about Ryder Cup. I thought it was another another example of how he has changed, matured. Hey, using the word matured about a grown man but um but I think he, he absolutely has he answered it uh, in a really mature way I thought like he just said oh yeah would have liked to have got a call understand why understand why we didn't get peaked um obviously would love to be there but you know wish them all the best and yeah would have liked to have contributed in some points but um but I won here and you know go team USA so I thought it was a pretty pretty measured response from from the uh, ex-hothead.
0: Yeah, well, over the journey on this very podcast, you know, he's been widely uh, chastised for his mm-hmm. um, you know, behaviour and, you know, lack of maturity uh, towards the game. Which, is, which has all been all been pretty justified, I think. Yeah, But, um, you know, it, it does again bring up that light on the topic of OWGR, you know, to mm-hmm. see him at 130 or 125th, 128th in the OWGR. Um, yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense, does so the, it? So, the quicker we can sort that stuff out, please, um, you know, we, we know the usJ RNA, and all the bodies that sit on the council that decides on OWGR, you know, they're, they're listening in. Um, the quicker we can sort that out, that'd be great. Um, you know, we've got Cam Smith coming down here. We've we, you know we, we, we we've got to look after Cam. We've got to, you know, get him back some more points anyway. Well,
1: mate, if he comes down and wins the Aussie PGA, yeah. I'm sure he'll get 10 or 15. Yeah, exactly. Points, so,
0: <laughs> but where, where's Is He's still in the. Is he still? Has he dropped out of the top ten yet?
1: Um, actually, don't know. Let's have a quick look. Okay. Uh, I don't think he would have dropped out that that
0: quickly. Would he? Or... Uh, I think he was um, eighth or something. No, like. he's eleventh. Eleventh. Yeah. So he just dropped yep. out of the top ten to eleventh. You know, like you know, a good standing in the Oz Open and the big and the Queensland PGA, and like getting back to 10th. Yeah. Um Yeah. Okay. Rider Cup, Marco Simone. Marco Simone. Are you a Simone or Simone? Simone. Yeah, Simone. Good. Simone. We can keep talking. Yeah. We can keep talking. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. We, we won't have any Marco Simone here. Um, apologies. I'm interested to get your uh, your take on the uh,
1: Ludwig pronunciation, though, as we go through this, roster. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, it's been updated.
0: Yeah. It's been updated. My... my my. No, apparently the correct pronunciation is like Auberg. Auberg. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. and I I will put it on the Instagram feed if you want to know exactly how to pronounce Ludwig Oiber's name um oh, correctly. Oiber. I it will go on the Instagram feed because I have it recorded here from a two-time PGA winner, Sweden's very first PGA Tour winner, a very good friend of mine, Gabriel that I reached out to Gabriel. I said, Gabriel, let's. Can you help me clear something up for the podcast and all these people that are, you know, incorrectly pronouncing, you know, the future of Sweden Golf's um, name? I said, Can you, can you help me? And he sent me a voice note going, and he said it twice, so I've recorded it and I'll post it up. And uh, straight from this, the, the you know, Sweden's first ever PGA Tour winner, Gabriel Hertztet, yeah. and it's like Oiberg, Oiberg, Oiberg. So um yeah the, the a, everyone's Educate the people, Roscoe, get it out there. I said it last week. I'm not sure if you mm. heard, but I said it last week. Yeah. Once everyone started I was A Berg, but once everyone started printing A with the umlaut, you have to say that umlaut sound and it's an <laughs> or sound. I, I would forgive Auburg. If you get the hard G, the Oberg, I'll forgive that. That's a pass. If you go with the Oiberg or however Gabriel Hurst, as we'll put on the Instagram, um, says it. That's that's an A plus, but um, Simone <laughs> and all bear. Uh, there you go. But it's funny. It, it's funny that so many other people that do this sort of stuff have been talking about it. You know, like obviously TC yeah. is talking, been talking about it for a while. I sent the I sent the note to TC. Obviously he's got Uncle Pear in Sweden because he's married to a Swede. He, you sure know, he's He's already covered off. But I see one of the other podcasts talking about it and. Yeah. I, I got I got the PGA Tour voice got, note we've here. From, we've got the validation. The, the winner, PGA, you know Gabriel Hurst, the winner of the John. I think he won the John Deere and the BC yeah. the BC Open. Beat Kenny, um, Kenny Perry, I think maybe, and uh, Perry. Uh, maybe Kenny Perry and uh, Tommy Armour. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to hear about if you want if you don't know who Gabriel Hurst is and you want to learn more about Gabriel Hurst, back in the archive of the My Love of Golf podcast somewhere in the 100, episode 100 and something, there'll be an episode there from me and Gabriel Hertzett. He's driving through LA in his Porsche talking to me and, oh. uh, and we, record, we recorded it. Um, yeah, it was good. Love it. Uh Marco Simone, what do you know about yeah. the course? What do you know about the course? Are we ready? Um, saw some footage of some thick rough.
1: That's about, all I, that's about all I know. And I was thinking about that question earlier, Roscoe, and I thought, you know, well, like um, yeah, okay, we could talk about like who's the right fit for the course, but that actually doesn't matter now because the twelve players are there. Um, so now, but like, the course kind of doesn't really matter, does it? It they it, it, it could be anywhere. Now it's, it's man on man, team on team. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, but we're certainly going to get the chance to see a fair bit of it. See, t- starts at three thirty on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, three thirty p.m. <laughs> on Ko, eight thirty on Sunday.
0: Perfect timing for uh Australian Australian golf addicts and lovers of golf. Yeah. Yeah, ease into the afternoon, straight into uh, a bit of evening viewing. You know, you can have a break there at dinner time and take some time out and then just ease back into the armchair and just settle in till, you know, eleven twelve o'clock when it's probably all wrapped up and fantastic. Um beautiful times. Obviously we've got a couple of grand finals as we Discover, discussed early on to yeah, you know, I meld you in could switch over to watch the Pies win <laughs> mm. um, hey,
1: to meld in the Pies and the Panthers again
0: bloody <sighs> hell jeepers weepers uh, I think the Pies will beat Brisbane but after seeing Brisbane uh, bully Carlton around for three quarters they not did, the first quarter they? yeah. they're, they're a big bleaking bustling team uh um, uh, Brisbane uh, so much yep. size so much strength but you know maybe the um, no I'm not the expert on the Collingwood but yeah, uh, you know, I think they've got a little bit more nimble nimbleness around the park and they'll probably get them by a little bit more of consistency and sustained skill the likes of which we saw in the first quarter of Carlton. I hadn't seen the Blues play mm. like that for, no one's seen them. that was yeah. unbelievable play from the Blues and great sign for them and well done for all the boys who are part of the Blues golf team um for getting so far, they believed they could, they believed they could go to the big dance. Yeah, um, wasn't to be, but anyway, mm. um, we digress already. Another digression, yeah. Uh, Marco Simone. So, my, my thoughts around Marco Simone is you know a bit hilly. Mm. Um, it's interesting to see, you know, this it'll be interesting to see how this big tournament plays out in Italy. Well, obviously, not there on the ground, but you know, yeah. a little bit like how it was reported in. Spain, you know, they ran out of food, they ran out of water, all that sort of thing. You know, a bit of manana. Um, will there be a little bit of that in Italy? I think the, I think the uh, the men's uh, machine that runs the Ryder Cup will not let any of that be faltered. Hopefully, the coverage is absolutely on, on par. They've obviously done enough tournaments there with the Italian Open being held there four yeah. times now. Yeah, you know, we've got a Italian Open winner in the European team in Bobby Mack. My, my thoughts are, you know, what do the Europeans do to influence the setup of the course? Mm. You know, how, does that change any of the, uh, the strategy? And it was interesting to hear during the week that in France, um, you know, the, the, there was a bit of setup that went towards helping the European team. You know, they actually pushed the spectators back, yep. leaving more rough accessible for the Americans to Spray their drives into, yep. and that rough wasn't trampled down. So, you know, just by pushing the 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 crowd back, the shots that went into the deeper rough were left deep because they weren't trampled down by 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 crowd. So that was a right. like a strategic move, as it was reported, to push them back. So I want I'll be interested to see if there's anything that comes out about that. You know, it's uphill, downhill, it's quite hilly, ten miles outside of Rome, which is unbelievable. I think that uh, in one of the oldest cities in the world, that there's a, you know a 27-hole yeah. golf facility. Um, the Marco Simone is a castle, I believe. There was a castle originally there and a quite famous, you know, family, fashion designer family occupied it for a number of a number of years and they've got an eight-hole championship course. Not too long, but obviously that undulation up and down yeah. sort of adds and detracts from length as you're playing, you know, with and without slope. So, yeah, that adds yep. it to the challenge of it. We've seen it before on the European tour. They've got the nine-hole course there. Uh, There's Jim Fazio and David uh, Mezzacarni course that which basically got obliterated in 2018 and rebuilt is what we now know as this, you know, Ryder Cup sort of, you know, big tournament type setup. Um yep. you know, previous times it, it hasn't looked anything super, super special, you know, as a European tour event, but I'm pretty sure that it's gonna look special with all of the hoardings, all of the stands, all of the who ha, the fans, it's gonna look like, you know, a big a big time venue. Um, big time big time of venue. Yeah, now they'll get it tricked up. They'll get it looking a million dollars
1: and um it'll it'll look yeah, they'll get it looking great for TV. Um and I'm sure they will try and set it up to benefit the Europeans. I I mean, I don't know how. Like there's a fairly both teams have big bombers, you know, the the European bombers are gonna um will will kind of like suffer the the uh the impact of however they Try and trick it up to um, to combat the American bombers, but um, so you know that might not work, you know, totally to their advantage. But it'd be interesting to see how they do trick it up. Um, interesting that they're going foursomes first on on Friday. I was reading that Donald's chosen to go foursomes first. He thinks that that's their their biggest strength, um, and they want to try and get out of the gates with a win.
0: Well, that's what held them back last time when they got. You know, flogged in the states. You know, that was what was the the final score. It was like oh jeepers. <laughs> um, 19 nine, nineteen, not nineteen, nineteen nine. You know, like and <laughs> it just didn't set up for, to give them any chance on the Sunday. Yeah. And and that's not what we want. You know, we want to see more of the closer stuff. But you know, if you're baring for the side, you're going to take a nineteen nine. You know, at Le golf national as a European fan, you know, we took we took the seventeen and a half and ten and a half. You know, as uh, Basically, you know, the European team dismembered the US on the Sunday. And, yeah. but, you know, the thing for me with the, the Americans is they, they just, whatever it is, why don't they travel to Europe very well? You know, they haven't won in Europe since, I think you have to go all the way back to the belfry, maybe in 1993 or thereabouts, um, you know, when the US won fifteen thirteen. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in Europe, you know, it's the it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, one. Yeah, you know, it's like nine four in the last. Mm. Yeah, you know, since that sort of um, the Belfry in '93, nine nine four to to Europe. Um, why don't this? Why don't? Well, what is it with this? The Americans traveling to Europe.
1: I don't know. Not many of them go to Europe to play golf in general, do they? Like they don't really take the time to go and play some of these, like a lot of the the bigger European events. So maybe they need to start doing that as part of the preparation two years out. It was really surprising that um, did any of them go and play the Italian Open. Nope. Um, I mean, oh, it definitely feels like a missed opportunity. I forget what was going on at the time, I, I remember it was kind of commented on, but um, there was something else happening. But I would have thought that would have been high on the priority list to go and get that experience, see the course, although sure, different setup. But um, I think a lot of the European guys were there playing it, so um, would have been maybe a pretty smart move to go and do that. But even, yeah, as in general, I think we see. Billy Horshel last four or five years traveled to Europe quite a bit, but and Patrick Reed played quite a bit over there. Um, but outside of those guys,
0: there's there's not many other Americans that are there frequently. I think it was reported that you know they sort of flew in there a couple of Mondays ago as a team. You know, they, they yeah. all went in, had that had, had a nice dinner, had a dinner, get some photos down, had a Monday, had, you know, had a look at the course whether they played or whatever, and um, and that's been about it as a as a group, and and you know certainly not tested under tournament. Conditions. So Mm. you would definitely think you'd want to go and have a bit more of a crack at the course. But uh, anyway, um, maybe that's part of the reason why they don't seem to, you know, turn up and travel. I can't report on how they behaved in previous, um, you know, Ryder Cups in in Europe. You know, did they go to the K Club in County Dildare, you know, a week before, have a practice round, bugger off and then come back? Don't know. I can't remember. Um, But uh, I think. I think uh, it could go against them, but yeah. we'll see. Well, they've got it's a. Do you think on paper that the US team stacks up stronger than European team, or do you think it's fairly even? So I'm I'm a little bit biased, Roscoe. I'm I'm going to go Team USA. Look, I'm
1: I'm a Team USA guy versus Europe. So, um, so yeah, I I do think that this could be the year that they that they get it done. Um, I like. I like a lot of the players. I like the the like the camaraderie. I think that you can see from you know these guys. It's all been spoken about quite a lot. You know, a lot of them grown up playing golf together and they they know each other really well. So like I think that's gonna um, that's gonna carry some momentum, you know, into it on the back of uh, whistling straits as well, trouncing victory, trouncing victory in President's Cup. Um, a lot of these guys played that. So yeah, I
0: and. Yeah, I'm just uh, I think there's a, some good pairings. on good a, pairings on a, on a camaraderie, it. you know, rating. Mm. Yeah, you know, who rates higher on a camaraderie, the Europeans or the Americans? It's it's hard
1: to go past Europe in that yeah. in that space, isn't it? Um, for sure. How, how much weight? It's going can... to happen soon. It's going to happen one day. Like it's not it, the drought is going to break. This is a pretty hot team. Um yeah, you know, maybe would have taken a few a couple of different people, but um, but that's that's done now. And yeah, I think they're gonna there, there's some opportunities for some really strong pairings out there. Um and you could say the same for Europe as well, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, a year ago or eighteen months ago on the back of Whistling Straits, I think it was widely, widely commented that uh, you know, that European that America was so much stronger than Europe and they were entering into the into a dynasty and whatever, but um, the team on paper in, from Europe, I mean, when you've got Hovland, Rory and Rahm on your team, like that's that's a pretty strong top three. Um, so, yeah.
0: I think on a camaraderie level, I think the fun factor for me, you know, if you wanted to be in a team room and hang around and play ping pong and whatever else it is that they all play, whether it's cornhole and, and the, the, whatever they bring into those massive team rooms that dominate the where they yeah. stay and whatever, um, I, I, I think it would – you know, the, the the tipping point would be to the European team. I, I think the banter, the fun, the jokes, you know, all of that sort of stuff would be better vibe in the in the European team. But I do think that this American team is going to have the best vibe that that squad has delivered over a number of years. You know, yeah. whether it's the pod system that they use and whatever else that's seemed to be a little bit divisive in, you know, when you filter down those American teams over the last sort of ten years. And it's been wildly reported, you know, like someone doesn't get on with someone else on tour, so they didn't talk to each other. It doesn't seem to have that sort of flavor in this American team. No, you know, young guys. Doesn't. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Fowler is probably the you know is, is Ricky the most Ricky and Jordan probably the most experienced players on the team, and they're young fellas. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they're part and of the you know, they're also, part of the Brat Pack. They're part of the you know the Speeth Thomas, yeah. you know the, the the summer vacay boys. Yep. Sorry, you were going to say? Okay, you're off.
1: No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, you know, interesting comments about like the camaraderie and the differences between the European and the American teams, right? And I think we we as Aussies relate to that joking and fun and you know, a bit of banter and the table tennis and you know, just having a good time with your mates. Um, we, we can relate to that that vibe, right? Um, that camaraderie. I think it's just a different type of camaraderie. Um, in kind of U.S. sports culture, is like my observation. It's a bit more kind of, bit, bit more kind of bro culture, jock. You know, it's all about the like, come on, let's go, let's, you know, Team USA, USA, like that. That really kind of, um, brouhaha kind of, uh, camaraderie, right? Like pumping each other up rather than, um, you know, come on, your dickhead, make the putt, or you know, <laughs> however you, the the Europeans muck around and and. Um, have that fun in the change room. So
0: I don't know. It's just a different different type, I think. Um, well, and the, we'll the, see if it works for these guys this year. In the vibe matchups, we haven't talked about game, but in the vibe matchups, you can't vibe a team that has t- um uh, has um, Shane. You know, Shane has the mm. he's the comedian. Um, you know, you've got Tommy, and you've got Tyrrell. Yeah, yeah. If you can't have fun around those guys, it's like it'd be a party yeah. all the time. But exactly. but they bring they they bring the game. They 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 bring the game. Who you know who does it match up with? You know Fowler, not Brian Harmon. Maybe Max. No, not Max. I reckon Maxie,
1: like like guys like Maxie and uh, and and even um, even Colin. Like would be a bit of fun in those change rooms um, as well. And, and you know. JT and Jordan and Ricky getting together on the on a bro trip um, would add a bit of fun too. But yeah, I'm not sure about guys like Harmon and even Scotty, um, you know, and even Wyndham. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Iceman, Kentley, and Xander. Like, I don't know what kind of fun those guys are really bringing to the party, but I mean, shit hot
0: golfers, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're adding, but. Brooks has, bought, um, Brooks has bought a new haircut. I'm not sure how much, how much like, you know, <laughs> he'll bring a bit of jock culture, but I'm, he's brought a, yeah. a, a fantastic new haircut, as a Sam Burns. Um, copying Camp yes. Smith. They're just copying Camp Smith. Yeah, they are. Mullets. They are. Um,
1: okay. So it's four sons. A mullet just hits different on, on an American, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it, like, screams, screams redneck. Sorry, Sam.
0: Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um Okay, so you are captain. Oh Jupiter, sorry. You're captain Donald. No, you're captain yep. Donald, and you're you're running down your uh, foursomes, Friday foursomes, uh, pairings yeah. for for Team Europe. Obviously, being captain Donald. Um, yep. Who are you? Who are you sending out?
1: Well, uh, when I'm sending out. I'd love to see Hovland and uh, Ludwig. Out okay. there together, um, Vi- yep. to Northern European the Vikings. Put the Vikings out yeah, there. Yeah, the Vikings out there together. Uh, love to see those guys out there. Uh, I think Rory and Lowry out there would be a bit of fun. Um, do you
0: think maybe their do golf th-
1: doesn't go super well together? Yeah, getting um, those two Irish guys together, I think would um, would uh, would be exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they. are if the games match up, I, I don't know why just they not don't. Entertainment value, mate. I'm just yeah. here to entertain. Yeah, we are. As well, we are. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. We, we are. Yeah. We did go with the um, the the who wins on the vibe factor so, as the opener, so we're we'll continuing that. Okay.
1: Yeah, like Ram and Tyrrell, I would like to see one of those guys actually break someone's arm in the crowd. <laughs> so we've gone like. with team, Inten-
0: team intensity. Yeah, team intensity.
1: Tyrrell and Ram. Um, team Viking. Um, Hovland, I think, would be pretty cool to watch too. Yeah. Yes, uh, correct. Just like, just
0: just like elite. Yes, um, elite uh, golf and striking. Where do any of them? Um, where do, where where's Hovland's? Hovland's fixed all of his little sort of faux pas, hasn't he? He's flicked, He's got the new chipping like technique. It. Yeah, he's got the new yeah. short game. So that's gone. Um, yeah, you know you you would not. Um, Clearly, it's not going to happen. But you know, everyone lets someone down in a in a foursomes or a four ball match. But you know, foursomes is the one that you don't want to let anyone down. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to be on Rambo's team and let him down, would you? Can you imagine <laughs> watching Tyrrell and Ram, and they're
1: both playing shite and like really letting the other person down? And like by the thirteenth or fourteenth,
0: um, imagine. Be- imagine if. Ram missed a part, like when Hatton misses those parts where he just like looks at the hole and yeah. then starts blaming the 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 ground move when I putted, you know like <laughs> yes. h- how does imagine if he did that to Ram if Ram missed one oh, of those parts like yeah uh anyway, clearly they're professionals' it's not going to happen. We're the ones that are being unprofessional by suggesting that uh Matt fitz who does Matt fitz um, pat, um patch up with maybe Sepp Stryker and Ram might be a good pairing too big yeah too big too big Dorman,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was going for the, like more the athlete combination, um, Sepp and Bobby Mack, maybe
0: not. Mm, Bobby, um, you know, I hope that this doesn't moz Bobby. Bobby Mack's the one that I'm nervous around. Obviously, yeah. it's like sitting there watching Scotland, you know, qualify for the World Cup, the Euros. You know, I think we've already qualified for the Euros, hopefully. But, you know, if you're a Scotland fan, you know, you're used to, you know, being one hundred and ten percent committed to your athlete team or whoever it is and just being a little bit pensive about that. That's how I feel about Bobby Mack at the moment. Um, I hope that doesn't bother him. He could be the he could be the Caroline Headwall and just Dominate, he's won there. He should have the confidence. He should have everything yeah. there. He's a bit of a grumble guts. He doesn't say too much. I'm sure he has a bit of a joke in the team. The team factor, you know, on the outside for us, what we see from him, he doesn't mm. say too much. He lets the F-bomb go. He's a Scotsman and, you know, not too many yeah. don't. But I'm just a bit pensive, you know, because I love Bobby. We know that. I've talked about him many times. Who would you pa- mm. who would you pair up Bobby with?
1: Uh, Bobby and Seth. Yeah, think I was Bobby and stoked for how they would look standing next to each other. <laughs> Like cutting a, a, the athletic figure, um of Sepp Striker and Bobby Mack together. I think
0: Rose and Lowry is going to be potentially appearing. You know, yeah, that could be a good one. Yeah, yeah. know each other, yep. inside out, know their games inside out. Been a, they've done it, you know, reliable. Yeah, um, it's good to see Rose, Rose back.
1: Fitzy would be Rose and Fitzy. I think would be yeah. a good combo too.
0: Team 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 uh, Team England. Yeah, Team England. Yeah, Team Rose. Yeah. Team Viking team uh team intensity team intensity, in- team, intensity. <laughs> team England English rose um, uh who was Tommy with uh no i I sat tommy out yeah <laughs> okay so Tommy sitting okay does um do you throw Ludwig Oibert straight into the mix into the heat <laughs> yeah
1: with someone like Hovland yep <laughs> yeah okay i'd also love to see Hoygaard and and um and ludwig out there the young guns risky move but it could pay a dividend yeah i don't like i don't think they'll do it but um geez it'd be good to see him do that and and give them that experience
0: and kind of let them build on that as youngsters. might you might see them in a four ball
1: mm.
0: you know you might you know, i think yeah you might send those two young uh two young scandy guys out there in a four ball and just let them you know can't beat each other up like they do in college and like they have been doing on, on tour and, and letting yeah. them go and just, um, you know, go lights out, Nothing, you know, and not worry about, you know, they, they don't care that they're playing against, you know, Brian Harmon and, uh, you know, Patrick Cantler. They don't care about those guys. They, they, yeah. They, they've got, you know, Ludwig's got the college golf mentality. I can beat anyone, you know. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Like, where you go. Nothing to lose. young confidence All right, what about... Yeah, who do we see sort of um, uh, being marched out on um, Team USA? I think there's a couple of, like, already locked in, don't even bother putting them with anyone
1: else. So, mean, JT and Jordan and Cantley and Xander, I think they're absolute locks, aren't they? Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Snooze. Um, give us something different, Zach. I don't mind watching JT and Jordan. I don't yeah. mind watching those yeah, guys no, get fair, fired up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'll, give, I'll give them that. And and I and I'd, yeah, Max and Colin together I think could be fun. Um uh Scheffler, Scheffler and Harmon could be could be they could be ruthless. I mean, imagine Harmon dropping all of the uh all of the
0: parts for for Scotty shots in. They could be pretty good together. I wonder if they're mapping that out. I wonder if they've actually done the stats. You know, that's one of the things that came out of the Solheim Cup. Was that the US went very stats oriented with um, forget the name of the guy, does all the stats yeah. and and um, Team Europe were very much feel oriented. But you know they they I wonder if the Team USA have done the stats on if we put someone with Scheffler in the in a foursome scenario and they tee off. You know, if he tees off one, then mm. this is where is mo- the other person most likely to be putting. What if they do that sort of calculation? So there's, uh, I saw on on Twitter or
1: X, whatever, um, today that a guy has actually done that and gone, you know, hey, on this shot, like player A would would need to play this many shots in, or or have these shots from this far out, and player B would have, you know, this many this many putts or um, drives on on these holes. This player A would play more par threes at this length. Like someone had uh, had mapped that out. So. I'm sure that I'm sure that
0: they're doing that, mate. Absolutely. Um, do you, so, do you want Scheffler to have the putts at distance for the opportunity for the wins? Yeah, you know, for obviously think it's going to be a birdie, you know, in, in or, an, or, a, or a you know eagle into a par four or five. Do you want him to have the first putt and have Brian with the second putt, or doesn't it's uh, getting, getting a little too much thinking about it, and just you just yeah. got to roll how it goes. Because he's like one fortieth in the in strokes gained putting in, on tour. It's not a great stat for you know the number. Is he still number one? Yeah, uh, number one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's not. It's not a great. Yeah, it's not a great. It out that,
1: you, you're giving um, you're giving Harmon kind of the most middle distance putts, so giving him the best chance of making the putts that are kind of um, you know the mid mid percentage make
0: um, rather than rather than Scotty. Does whoever get paired with Brian Harmon, you know, are thankful that they've got one of the better putters on tour, but get a little bit frustrated that he's only hitting it like two forty. But again, that
1: might be that might be okay for Scheffler, right? Because if he's yep, um, if he's mid to mid to long irons, um, are what they have been for a long time now, then he's going to get it pretty close. Brian's going to make a few of those putts. Like it's, I think that'd be a pretty good combination.
0: Who does uh? pretty match BK up with in the foursome scenario if he if he gets the call <coughs>
1: yeah um i don't know i mean him and sheffler just going going hammer and tongs at the uh with, with their iron play could be good to watch and could could get a good result mhm okay
0: what do you reckon uh, yeah, the Scheffler one. I, I don't know who matches up with Scott Scheffler. I'd, I'd be su- I'd be surprised if they put him with a, a rookie. But yeah, but stranger things have happened. Mm. Uh, yeah, like Scheffler and Cap could be fine. Who? So who? Who is the team that goes out on day one? Let's, let's pick. Let's pick those. What is it? Uh, Eight players. Yep. Let's pick. Let's pick the eight that are that that we tip that are going to be there on the um, morning session of Friday. In the foursomes. In the foursomes. You don't have to put not the pair – but we can put them in pairings if you want. Who who do you who do you tip that are going to be out there on day one foursomes, Team USA, Captain Zatch.
1: Uh I reckon it. JT and Jordan, Kentley and Xander, um, Max and Colin, and maybe they're not together, but I think they both play. Um, and Scotty and Scotty and Brooks. That's eight. Mm. So you're sitting Clark, Fowler, Harmon, and
0: Burns. Burns. seems fair it's hard to do isn't it it seems quite possible whether those exact parents happen but that okay okay let's do the same for team Europe so day one foursomes who strolls out with who well I'd
1: still go with Hovland and uh, Ludwig Um, okay
0: who do you put with Rory I think Rory and Tyrrell will be there Yep. And Ram and I think Ram you'll see Ram and um and Tommy. And Tommy, yeah. Yep.
1: So that's and then who else you got? You gotta put Fitzy out there, don't you? Who do you put with Fitzy? Fitzy and Rosie. Rosie? Yep.
0: Bobby Mack has a sit down. So you got Bobby, Shane, Hoigard. Hoygaard and Striker. Mm. Yep. Let's see. So my question my only question over that is does Ludwig go out first and you know, you put it like a Hovland and and Shane. Yeah, you know, will they put that experience out there? Yeah, but one of the best short game players in the in the in the world. Do you put Shane out there with Hovland or someone like that over Ludwig? Or do you just blood Ludwig and say, You're the future of this team where this is what your next fifteen years of Ryder Cup's gonna look like. You may as well, you know, you gotta get wet to have a swim. But uh, yeah, 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 I think that's pretty close. I reckon that could be pretty close. We'll see. I, I know I know we upset uh who do we upset the Irish? Jerry I upset the Irish. Um, we, Jerry, uh, will be listening. Uh Jerry Finnegan, let's um he was supposed to send a story in too. We'll talk about stories in a sec. Uh, Jerry Finnegan, uh, hello to you, my friend. Over there in County Sligo at uh, one of those fantastic links courses that exist in the west coast of Ireland. You've heard me talk about the west coast of Ireland many, many times. It, The Atlantic Way is a road that runs around the, coast, the west coast of Ireland. It starts at County Donegal up in the top and goes all the way down to uh, Cork, and yep. every town has an amazing links course. Sometimes two of them. Now, if you start in County Donegal, you end up at uh, Ballyliffin. You end up at um, Rosapenna, where there's three great courses. You know, you come down to um, where do you come down? There's a couple of little courses that are worth playing. Dunfanaghy, which is the home of um, Paul McGinley. Uh, then you come down to um, Donegal Mervar, great course. And then you get to County Sligo, Ross's Point, uh, or uh, Sligo Golf Club Jerry Finnegan, who used to be in Melbourne working on the tunnels, great Irishman met him in in the shop, we became friends he was going to join PK, joined at Woodlands and then decided during COVID to go home Uh, since went home, had a baby he is a greenkeeper by trade he's out there on the course at Sligo one of those great links, courses go and check it out, tuning into us cutting the greens, organising his troops, there's not that too many troops out there there's only a few of them that keep the place looking absolutely immaculate he yep. didn't like the fact that we weren't going with Shane, and he sent us a note to tell us as such. Yep. And he took a little bit of, you know, tell tell that co-host of yours that uh, Shane yeah. Lowry's one of the best you'll ever see, and he's definitely a lock into the team. He I w- did see the message. It did start with a C. <laughs> it was a co-host. But no, no, he, he didn't he, say that. He didn't say that. No, he was, but he was right. Shane got in and. Um, he
1: did, yeah. Shane got in. Uh, I
0: mean,
1: mm, I don't know, Roscoe. I, I'm worried about Shane the same way you're worried about uh, Bobby. Bobby.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, he's uh, yeah, big game, big you know, big game players experience. You know, back him in a little bit like um JT, but yeah, JT's got his mate Jordan to you know vibe off of. You know, like JT without Jordan, Jordan without JT is they uh, you know they're, they're both the sum of each other. Um, you know. Shane, Shane's Shane. He's a great man. Um, and Jerry knows Shane. Jerry's played junior golf uh, against uh, Shane and some of the other great Irish golfers. So I'll trust Jerry's um, judgment on uh, his great Irish golfing uh, colleague. Uh, g'day to you, Jerry Finnegan, over there in uh, County Sligo.
1: Okay. So just 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 for the record, Roscoe, um, Shane Lowry's Ryder Cup record is 1-1-1. One, one, one. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
1: like, I know he's won a couple of big tournaments, but and I'm not saying he's you know he adds he adds to the team the vibe that we were just talking about earlier for sure. Great guy to have in the room. But he didn't play that he didn't play that
0: well at um at the With last him. one. Well not many of them did. But uh, no fair enough. We'll expect another note from Jerry. <laughs> sorry, Jerry. <laughs> um if you have uh um Shawnee up there in Queensland is always great to send us a note. Thank you very much. She's very complimentary. Um, He was very keen on the Ryder Cup and to see what we thought about it, the match-up, some of the chat that we've just had. Shawnee is a great contributor, sends a message all the time. I see it pop up on Facebook. Sometimes I miss the Facebook messages, uh, Shawnee, and you get that sort of Auto response thing that says, you know, you've contacted My Love of Golf. We'll get back to you soon because there's so many messages coming through. No, there's really only Shawnee that comes to us <laughs> on Facebook. But uh, every week he sends us a really nice message and, and do appreciate that. So, uh, um, Shawnee, thank you up there in uh, Queensland. Well done. What else? What's the, uh, you know, what, we...
1: what do you think about the uniforms? It's I, always, I, always, I haven't seen. Nice. I haven't I'm seen the scripting. I, I,
0: no, no. But back to Bobby Mack. I I have seen them. Um, Team Europe. The arrival, yeah. looking quite smart. They've obviously been issued uh, like a sort of um, sort of collarless bomber jacket style. You know, zip at the front. Yep. Goes up to a soft collar. Nice yeah. tailored. Yeah. Looks nice. It's the sort of thing that I could see myself wearing to the, you know, Mandalayzer disco. Sure. Um, Black, I like the black. I'm, you know, all about the Melbourne black. Uh, Yeah. And John Rahm turns up in it. Uh, Rory turns up in it. Um, Yeah. They all turn up in it. You know, um, Nick um, Hoygaard has a variation of that on it. Yeah, he didn't have the jacket, had the team shirt on. Not Bobby, not our Bobby Mack. Turns up in his Nike trackies. Oh, yeah, he had his Nike uh, sweater on, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> Just oh. rep, rep, representing. His, he's probably been docked. Nice one, Bobby. He's probably been docked. Yeah, he's probably got a. you know, you got to clean the toilets for the first day, you know, penalty yeah. team in the team room or something like that. I don't know. I hope he does. I hope he does. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I, yeah, they look great. The, the European guys are fitted out by uh, Loro Piano. It's an Italian brand. It's um, hmm. actually part of the LVMH
0: um, house, uh, uh LVMA standing for Louis, Vion, Louis Moet Vuitton Moe Hennessy,
1: Hennessy, correct. Um, actually, it's, I think it's Moe Hennessy Louis Vuitton is how they say it, but the letters are around the other way. But anyway, um, they're, they're
0: French, they can do what they want,
1: yeah. But yeah, Italian luxury brand. So, uh, they started sponsoring them in oh, 2016, yeah, 2016, um, Ryder cup, so. Um, stuck with them for their home home event, so that's good. Um, Ava- but yeah, looking very classy, very luxurious. Ava- uh, available in and Drum and Golf. You've just
0: described. Can you get that in drum, and- <laughs> in drum and Golf? Maybe not. No, don't ask. <laughs> don't hit me up for. Is it available in Drum and Golf? Can I get the? Can I get a Ryder Cup shirt in Drum and Golf? No. Um, no. <laughs> might be a bit out of Drum and Golf's price points. Oh, we Perhaps. did sell a truckload of Lekowski at the Presidents Cup. Didn't I? Didn't think we would sell much of it, and they were lined up for it. Yeah. Lined up for the uh, international and the American uh, Lakoski. It was beautiful yeah. gear. I had a few pieces myself. Beautiful stuff. Um, people went love a bit of merch. <coughs> yeah. Nuts for it.
1: Yeah, and then the US guys are fitted out in Ralph Lauren again. very again. American brand. Um, get, don't, don't tell boards. me. Don't tell me. The,
0: let me. Let me guess the colours. It's like heavy blue, red, and white. Yeah. A yeah, okay. little bit. Just, just a little bit of each of those colours. Uh, but the, yeah, no, he, heavy, 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 heavy blue red. Uh, is the European gone for many funky colours? Like the European team have usually in one of their scriptings, have a funky beige brown, bit Adam, bit animal sort of vibe going in one colour.
1: Yeah, I'd, there's definitely a bit of the beige uh, type shade in there. Okay, um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's all looking pretty pretty class. I haven't seen the full scripting of those guys, so just. I haven't seen like the full outfit, whereas the you, know, you can see the um the Ralph Lauren stuff is all pretty standard, like as you said, very heavy blue, white and red, um, American colors inspired by. Um and yeah, a bit of cashmere, hoodie cricket sweater is in that assortment roscoe you'd, you'd be rocking a quick a cricket sweater I at used, some point wouldn't you
0: i mentioned lacoste there before my dad was a massive uh, fan of a lacoste cardigan um oh. he had several lacoste cardigans in his you know winery uh, wear ensemble and yeah. there was this period of time in my golfing junior golfing career where he'd be at work and he'd leave one of the uh, lacoste cardigans back and i would secrete that out of his wardrobe and just turn up in lacoste cardigan i turn up there thinking i look like a million bucks and i just get laughed off the first turn. Put (laughs) put dad's cardigan in the bag (laughs) (laughs) oh roscoe he had a red one a beige one did i tell you the time when i bought the red pants out of the pro shop no. My my pro uh, who was the boss, who was the, obviously the boss, uh, I worked in the pro shop and he had these. He used to wear these red pants. He was like a sporting player, you know, the bag yeah. that rocket and every vintage golf yeah. fan froths over the the sporting yeah. tour edition bag with the stitched leathers and the jewel yep. pockets. He had that kit, the top flight. He, that was him. Um, yep. in Cessna. and and he used to wear the red high waisted, you know, front pocketed pants, and he had a pair in uh, the shop and I bought them. And I turned yep. up, I turned up I thought, oh man. I I I could win the Masters, you know, playing in these pants. I was fifteen, had the red pants on, I just thought I was a million bucks and literally like they just looked at me and everyone laughs. And I've uh, uh, never – it just scarred me clearly. Obviously, 40-something years later, it scarred me for life, wearing yeah. the red pants as, as a junior in not thinking that I was Tom Kite or someone like that. Scarred. They got worn once and uh, never to be seen again. Uh, anyway, again, we digress. not Fashion faux pas from Ross. Tan, the tan look, Big Sep. Be interesting to see how they script up Big Sep and uh, Big Johnny in the tan. But anyway, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but, no, that's it. That's it, mate. So you're tipping, okay, let's go with the score prediction.
1: I'm going to will this in to existence that it is, um, uh, it is a very close affair and, like, it's a matter of a couple of
0: points separating them. Okay. But you're clearly as stated earlier on in this episode, Team USA. I'm Team USA, Yep. Yep. Um, well, I, won't surprise, I think going to do it. I won't surprise me that I ain't Team USA. No. Clearly. I listened last week. No. Uh, Team Europe all the way for me. And I yep. also think it's going to be very close. Um, I don't think it'll be, you know, the sort of 19-9 walkover that we had last uh, other year at Whistling Straits. But uh, yep. I do think it's going to be like a sort of, was it 15-13 or, a, you know, 14 and a half you know, 14 or whatever it is, you know, like it'd be very close. I can't be, be well, can't be 14 and a half. It's got to be – can't be 14 and half. What's it, it – can be – Um. yeah, it can be what? I reckon it's got to be like 15, 13.
1: Well, I didn't want to try and work – oh, okay, yeah, Fifteen thirteen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Very good. Very good. Now, last bit of admin. So that's it, a Cup, Fifteen thirteen yeah. for me, Team Europe you're around the same Team USA, good luck. Yep. If uh, you're betting or anything like that, enjoy, hope you get a win. Um, and I hope uh, that conversation's added to <laughs> added to the confusion of trying to pick winners in, uh, in a <laughs> yeah. Ryder Cup.
1: Don't take any of that advice. I would really help no one.
0: <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, the last bit of admin, we did say that we would draw the winner of the stories. Now, we've got all the stories, they've been to the panel, and we're pretty confident that we have a winner. Now, we are going to contact the winner and uh, they are hopefully going to agree to join us next week and, um, you know, share in the joy of the episode and maybe a bit of a rundown of the Ryder Cup and how they experienced it and um, and tell their story. And they will win the Bushnell uh, Tour V6, the greatest range finder that uh, is in existence at the moment. Um, for that mid-price-pointed accurate laser rangefinder that you can help you on course. So uh, stay tuned for a message from us uh, for all of the people um, and be prepared to be able to jump on to a Zoom call at uh, Tuesday night next week and um, tell us your story to receive your prize. Uh, That's all admin and housekeeping again, but uh, tune into the episode with Gary Lisbon and then in the coming weeks after we get this giveaway – We'll have a great giveaway for Gary's book, which is sitting behind me there. It uh, is long, it's thin, it's landscape, it doesn't fit on my shelf. It sits up there against the picture because it uh, deserves to be on display. And it's got some great images which you'll enjoy thumbing through from all the parts of the world that you want to go to. And if you haven't been, if you have been, they'll remind you of some great memories. If you haven't been, they're going to make you want to go out there and play them. And some great courses from the Sand Belt and New South Wales and all around the place. Um, very good. Scott, enjoy the ride, Cup. mate.
1: Yeah, you too. Looking forward to it.
0: What's that shirt you've got on? Clash on the water, Nocta. Are you, you're just doing some more um, VIP uh, auctions for some of the biggest players in the game.
1: No, well, no, this one was from a Nike days. So this one was from uh, yeah, Nocta, which is the the brand that um, basically Nike have done for Drake, the rapper, mm-hmm. and he's a bit of a golfer. Yep. And so yeah, he did a golf range, <laughs> um, what a year or so ago, a couple of years ago, and yeah, this little piece is out of that one.
0: Okay. So, clash nice to the Clash on the water. Uh, very good. Clash on the water. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast. We'll see you then.
1: Thanks, Roscoe.